1: Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess.
0: Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We have a very special guest in store for you here today. We have one of the competitors of the America Ninja Warrior season 12 episodes with us, and his name is Rue Yori. And Scott said, uh, what is that short for? And I couldn't remember stupidly, but it's Andrew. I figured that out through my research. So, Rue is here joining us today. Welcome, Rue. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming, Rue. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for having me.
0: The quirky tip of the day, guys, is um, to watch this season 12 of something that seems like a little bit of normalcy in a time of 2020 for a change. And uh, see our buddy, Rue. And Rue does some really cool advocacy um, for pit bulls that we're going to talk about here today. So, what city are you coming to us from in Minnesota again? Rochester?
2: Yep. Rochester, Minnesota.
0: Sweet. And do you have a CrossFit there or what's the deal?
2: Yeah, there's, there's a number of them. Actually, Uh, I go to CrossFit progression. Um, yeah, that's where I work out mainly. So try to keep in shape. And fortunately we're, we're back to the gym with everything going on with the pandemic and stuff, you know, obviously restrictions and and whatnot, but, uh, good to be back and, and doing some pull-ups again.
1: Are they making you wear a mask at the gym?
2: uh yeah yeah we gotta wear a mask uh if we're like we contain ourselves into our little squares and then you know when we're working out we don't necessarily have to but we leave that spot then yes we do and yeah yeah, we're wiping everything down and trying to take precautions but uh you know uh, keep moving forward
0: yeah seriously how long did you have to take off with working Um, out stuff?
2: So we, uh, Claire and I, Claire is my wife. Um, we actually were working out at home as much as we could. Um, I broke down and bought a pull-up bar to go <laughs> over the doorway. You yeah. might be able to see it back there, right like, there. Old school. Got the video going. Um, but, uh, you know, we we're doing what we can at home, um, because I was hoping that an American Ninja warrior would eventually figure out something, but then, um, I kind of was really good at the beginning as probably a lot of other people were, but then as the pandemic continued on and, work got stressful and everything, uh, you know, I kind of faded off a little bit, but, um, uh, once I got that phone call that's saying, Hey, we're good to go. I, uh, kind of tried to get back into shape real quick. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: So how is it different this year, um, than normal? Cause there's obviously changes with the whole competition set up with COVID also, right?
2: Yeah. Um, there are no cities basically like before they'd go around the city, to, you know, city to city, various ones and you have your city qualifier your city finals uh this year uh it was all filmed in st louis which was one of the cities they were planning on but so basically we all converged on st louis and they filmed a number of qualifier episodes there and then instead of having like city qualifiers city finals we're having just a qualifier episode there's gonna be four qualifier episodes then the semifinals. And then a finals, uh, you know, and there's no there's no Vegas finals this year, but uh, they were able to, to do kind of a modified season this year just to, to still put something on. And, you know, it was, it was uh, very different. Um, you know, we were all isolated when we were there and yeah. wearing masks and trying to, you know, getting tested all the time and, you know, trying to keep everybody safe and continue to still put on the show and uh, you know provide provide that for everybody to watch and um you know it was fun i'm glad i was able to be a part of it uh, i was pretty limited this year as far as competitors and not as many competitors not as many episodes but um it was a big production to pull everybody together and keep everybody safe we were able to pull it off
1: yeah i was frustrated that they didn't have the tryouts this year in boston because <laughs> i was telling jess before we came
0: <laughs> this was gonna be his year <laughs> 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 oh my God. Don't take anything he says seriously. And the adrenaline I'm sure is a little bit different too, because the whole vibe of the whole setup is different, right? I mean, without having all the bodies and stuff.
2: Yeah. You know, there's no crowds. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely a different, uh, atmosphere, different experience. Um, in some ways it was, it was less to worry about though, you know, because, uh, like it was just competitors. It was just me. I didn't have to worry about it or my, or my, parents in line and all that, yeah. how are the dogs doing? So yeah. I was able to focus a little bit more on the actual course itself. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's nice having the crowds there and cheering you on and being able to play that up a little bit. Uh, so I missed that for sure. Cause you draw some energy there, but, um, and it was different in the, in the course. So typically um, if you hit a buzzer, you move on regardless. Okay. But this year it, it was top 12 move on. Uh, regardless of if more people hit a buzzer. So okay. you could actually hit a buzzer and not move on if more than 12 people hit a buzzer in your qualifying course. So it was a little bit different strategy too. You know, I had to, uh, kind of weigh the fact that you want to go fast, but if you go too fast, you're going to fall, but you needed to worry about that speed component. Otherwise you you might not be moving on.
0: Yeah. 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 So how many years, How what season will this be for you personally being a part of American Ninja Warrior?
2: Yeah, it's my fifth season, which is crazy That's awesome. Me. I mean, uh I my rookie season was back in 2016 and season 8. Um I had a really good year that year. Um and fortunately they've been calling me back ever since. So I'm really uh, feel pretty grateful for that and uh, going to continue to do it as long as my body can and they keep calling me back. So Yeah,
0: you're going to be like the Tom Brady of the Midwest.
2: <laughs> I'll do my best <laughs>
1: have you have you had any uh injuries over the past five years with all this stuff because i know the crossfit is pretty hard on the body it's uh you can
2: yeah pull something yeah you know um you gotta be smart about it um i think uh actually it's funny because i typically tend to get less injuries from crossfit than i do from ninja warrior so um you know i think there's oh, some I've had, uh, American Ninja Warriors pretty tough on your shoulders. Um, you know, all the swinging, all the launching yourself from one apparatus to another and catching yourself with that force. Um, when I very first started out, I actually, uh, didn't really know what I was doing and wasn't very safe in my training. And I got a really bad concussion because I flipped off the bar and landed on my head. Uh, and I was out for probably, um, a good nine months actually trying to recover with some good post-concussive symptoms. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not the, not the safest of sports, but at the same time, if you're smart about it, uh, you're, you're fine. You know, uh, yeah. from that point forward, I make sure to have crash pads <laughs> underneath yeah. me instead of concrete floor. Yeah. But, nine know, months. Know, that helps. nine um, months is a long you know, time. The, nine,
0: yeah, what's that? nine months is a long time. I said,
2: yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a definitely a road to recovery. So there, um, it was about six months where I didn't do anything. And then I found out that some light aerobic activity kind of helped w- recover from concussions. And, uh, so I started doing some rowing and that started leading back into some other stuff. And, um, you know, it was, it was kind of nice because, um, not nice, but, uh, that was the year that we found out that Wallace was sick actually, which I'm sure we'll get into, but, Uh, So it kind of forced me to spend some time with some dogs, you know, and uh, uh, before they weren't around anymore. So um, it was kind of a silver lining in that aspect, but uh, yeah, it was, it was tough for me because I've always been active. Um, You know, so when you go from kind of higher caliber athlete to not being able to go shopping without having to stand in the middle of the aisle, trying to regain your, uh, your balance, you know, definitely a, changes some perspective.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit humbling. So talk us through this because I, when was your big like Frisbee days? I know I'm supposed to say disc, but I don't come along with the times as I'm (laughs) supposed to. So when was like your heyday in relation to, I feel like I was like involved like early 2000s and then what was your time frame there?
2: Yeah, so we got Wallace in 2005. So that's when I uh, started and that's when I learned about Frisbee stuff and uh, started getting into it. Um we had a pretty good couple years there. We won the Spinal Sport uh World Championships in 2006. We won the Incredible Dog Challenge in 2007. Um and then I continued to compete compete in 2008, 2009, 2010, I think. Um just kind of more sporadically. Um, but I was involved by between, you know, 2005 to 2011 or so.
0: Yeah. And he was, for those of you who don't know Wallace, Wallace is a very famous pit bull. Um, you can even go to Wallace, the pit bull foundation, um, to learn more about him, but he really started Roo on this whole path for pit bull, av- pit bull advocacy and rescue advocacy and got involved with Hector and everything else. So tell us a little bit about your pit bull segue here, and then we'll try to tie it all together. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I were kind of involved with rescue dogs and she was working at a shelter. I was volunteering there and i never really bought into the, the stereotypes, if you will. You know, I think there's good dogs and bad dogs of all kinds. And just like with each other, we shouldn't really judge each other by what we look like and where we came from. Dogs are emotional creatures and kind of same goes for them. So um, so we fought for Wallace cause he was going to be put down, um, a l- largely due to what he looked like. But at the same time, he was definitely not an angel either. Yeah. <laughs> he was a lot of dog. Yeah. He wasn't doing well in the shelter. He was causing trouble, but I was, you know, we thought that maybe get him out of that stressful environment. Maybe he would calm down a little bit. Um, and we could find him a home, uh, didn't necessarily pan out like that. Uh, he was. <laughs> He was still a lot of dog, even when, you know, he was in our house, but uh, we found out he liked to play frisbee and that actually kind of focused that energy. And, um, I had no idea, uh, that the sport even existed, but, you know, I found a bunch of videos online and thought, Hey, this looks kind of cool. And I just started messing around with them and it just clicked, you know, for both of us, um, Wallace loved playing fetch. Uh, he's just natural to that. And then it allowed me to kind of bring in some of my athletic ability with, you know, the, the disc throws and, and uh, I would actually jump over Wallace instead of having Wallace jump over me, you know, try to add a little flair to it. And, uh, like I said, just clicked and we had a blast and, uh, nobody else was going to adopt him. So, uh, I was having too much fun with him myself. So we ended up adopting him. And like you said, he just, our success and the fact that he was kind of novel because you know most of the time it's Border Collies, Cattle Dogs, Australian Shepherds out there on the the disc field but I'm walking out there with this pit bull that's uh, challenging them all for the top spot and it was pretty cool (laughs) so um, yeah it was was a fun ride and uh, super proud of what we did and uh, Wallace was just an awesome dog.
0: How uh, old was he when you guys rescued him?
2: Uh, I was probably a couple years old, I think. So yeah. he was pretty young, maybe like two or so.
0: Yeah. Um, we had an obstruction episode a few weeks ago and I didn't say it on the air live, but the girl that we interviewed was one of our previous clients and I was telling her about, didn't he swallow a spatula or do something crazy at yeah, some
2: point? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. I, <laughs> I mean, forget about that. It
0: was like a whole spatula, so that- right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that was right before. So that was 2008 because we had won the incredible dog challenge the year before. So we're gearing up. We're like, all right, we're going to go back and defend our title. No other dog has won it back to back. You know, I'm getting all ready to go trying to, and then, um, he was at a underwater treadmill uh, session, you know, cause uh, we just like to keep him in shape and that was good for his joints and stuff. And they were luring him with, I think some cheese or something on one of those, Uh, baking spatulas, you know, the kind of the silicone type yeah, rubbery. And instead of licking it, he just like grabbed the spatula (laughs) and that, that rubber part popped off of the handle and he swallowed it. And I'm just like, and it was like a week or two before we were supposed to leave. And and we tried to, we tried to actually go in with a scope, but it was too thick to be able to cut and pull back out. So, and I was worried that he wouldn't be able to actually pass it. So it was like, Uh, we ended up having to go into surgery and we couldn't compete that year, but I figured, you know, I want to make sure he gets out of this and some things are a little more important. But, uh, yeah, so we didn't do that. And I think he actually got more press doing that (laughs) than if we would (laughs) have (laughs) won. <laughs> there was a headline, Pitbull not able to compete in the <laughs> national champions because he ate a spatula. Like, like the Associated Press picked it up and it went all over the place. It was crazy.
0: Uh, well, it was an expensive um, preventative treatment or uh, whatever you want to call it appointment there. I, I hope guess.
1: you got a couple of free treadmill <laughs> sessions out of that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So tell I mean,
2: us about. Wallace. Wallace kind of did his own thing. And yeah, that's for sure.
0: That's for sure. Before we talk about Hector, I do just want to say, um, Wallace was an incredible athlete and he was a super great pit bull, but your control over him was so important for the breed. And I really appreciate all you do with that, that, you know, he was always very polite in public and you were always very thoughtful with him with other animals and you were very conscientious as a trainer. And you did a great job with your relationship to kind of show the world, like, Hey, if you're going to own a pit bull, no matter how they act, you should own it responsibly, you know, any dog really.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that you know, that's, that was kind of my point, you know, it's like, um, dogs, I've always thought dogs don't really understand our social rules, right? If you want to get kind of deep into it, like they have their social rules, but we have ours and we're expecting them to live in our world, you know? And so it's, it's my responsibility as Wallace's person and human to make sure that not only everybody else is safe, but he is safe because he behaves himself. So, um, yeah, I took that pretty seriously, obviously, because also had the level that, you know, pit bulls were, were kind of seen and being looked at even more closely. So I thought it was even more important for, for that to be the case. And fortunately Wallace Wallace made it easy on the Frisbee field to let his actions prove, you know, speak for themselves. And, uh, he, he, uh, did just that.
0: Yeah. So did you guys have Hector and Wallace at the same time?
2: Yeah. Okay. So tell Um, us about
0: Hector and that whole story and the whole Michael Vick stuff and all that.
2: Yeah, so it was uh, actually 2007, the year that we won the Incredible Dog Challenge, was the same year Vic got uh, arrested for dog fighting, and so I had seen the impact that Wallace had on people that were watching him play frisbee, and people that were scared of pit bulls would watch him play frisbee, and I wouldn't even have to say anything; they'd want to come up and meet him, and it was pretty obvious that you know it was that positive experience that were changing their minds, and I knew that just because of who Vic was, um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on this situation. I was like, if one of those, even if one of those dogs, you know, could maybe be deemed adoptable and given the chance, you know, maybe we'll learn something. And fortunately a number of them were, and just because of us being out there with Wallace already, I figured, you know, Hey, um, I'm kind of doing it as I, as, as we are with Wallace and let's give, uh, give one of them a shot. And we uh, reached out to one of the rescues and they settled on Hector and it seemed to be a good fit. Um, and Hector was awesome, completely different than Wallace. Um, not a, necessarily a frisbee dog or not necessarily an athlete. He ended up becoming a certified therapy dog. Um, and you know, we'd go around the nursing homes and hospitals and do a lot of dog bite prevention with schools and that kind of stuff, just because his temperament was so solid. Um, but yeah, he was an incredible dog. Um, you know, and he, he unfortunately, uh, passed away relatively early, um, about a year after Wallace, actually, even though he was a couple years younger, uh, I think his past life kind of caught up with him. Um, but, um, incredible dog, super proud that we were able to give him that opportunity and give him that life, um, outside of what he originally was experiencing.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And then now you and Clara, the pit bull that you have is Johnny. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And yeah. so those are yeah, your three yeah. big pit bulls that I am I including everybody?
2: <laughs> uh, yep. Those are the okay. three. Yeah, those are three pit bulls.
0: <laughs> Johnny's uh, sweatshirt. Uh, one of the links that we have here is ruyori.com. And there's this Shopify site where you can support him with a bunch of cool uh, pit swag. I have one of Wallace's old shirts on. We're trying to get this design back. But there's a ton of other stuff, including the shirt that uh, Rue's wearing here today. But the Johnny sweatshirt is so cool. Who did that artwork?
2: Yeah. Um, that was actually through bonfire, um, yeah. bonfire. They do, uh, like t-shirt campaigns. Uh-huh. Yeah. I and love I it. saw, I, yeah, it's cool. Like I saw, um, I think it was Pitbull advocates of America. Now, um, they had a sugar skull with one of their dogs and I'm like, that's cool. And so I thought Johnny kind of has a unique eye and a unique uh, ear. So I thought we could do a sugar skull based on him, but still obviously, be identified as Johnny, but have that cool sugar skull incorporated into it. So, uh, yeah, I did that for season 11 for the first time. And, uh, I love the shirt and I'm repeating it this year too. Cause I liked it so much.
0: Yeah, so. me too. I'm going to be ordering this week for sure. So were you doing <laughs> fitness stuff when you were doing Frisbee and like, were you a gymnast? Like what was your origin from all this to get to all the CrossFit ninja stuff and then tell everyone how the Pitbull advocacy and the athletic stuff ties together so we can kind of seam this all together. So people understand.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. I've always been an athlete my entire life. Um, my main sport was soccer. Yeah, actually. I remember so I've that been now. playing yeah. soccer since I was four years old that's all the way through you, college. That's why you kicked um, the
0: Frisbee so darn well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, you know, enjoyed other sports. I've always enjoyed playing lots of other sports as well. And um, you know, when you get out of college then you enter the real world, um, I continued to play soccer in city leagues and that kind of stuff. But, uh, Josh Grinnell, actually, he was the one who found CrossFit and okay. he was the one who got me into Frisbee and in the off season, we would kind of work out together. And so we were in during the winter time up here in Minnesota, uh, when we <laughs> can't play Frisbee with their dogs all that much. Um, you know, we still did every now and then, but, um, we went to the gym and we we're kind of going teaching ourselves this, this weird thing called CrossFit. And uh, it was that's a awesome. Does fun Josh, time. Does Josh um, own a he actually now? Is the owner of the yeah. gym that I, that I work at, yeah. um, work out at now. And so that's kind of a cool connection there. And he's been able to create an incredible community, uh, there and, uh, you know, and then it just, yeah, I think just my athletic ability worked well with Frisbee. Like I said, you know, I think especially the freestyle, you know, when you're trying to figure out all the different tricks that you can do with your dog. And I think it's a really team-based, um, uh, activity there. And so I enjoyed it. And I was like, I enjoyed learning all the different ways to throw the Frisbee, um, all the different ways that I could run around the field with Wallace (laughs) as well. And, um, and then when Wallace was, um, you know, older and he got cancer and he was slowing down, Um, I didn't have that activity anymore. And then actually when him and both, both Wallace and Hector passed away, um, the advocacy that I was doing with the dogs suffered in my mind because, um, I couldn't have the same impact without them there. Right. So if I was going to be invited to events, they wanted Wallace, they wanted Hector, like when they're not there, they don't want some, who knows, I'm just a guy holding the leash, right? You know, (laughs) it's like, like I lost the MVP of the team, if you will. And, um, you know, and it was just, I didn't know how to have that same impact. Um, as I could, I couldn't make Frisbee videos, um, you know, with Wallace anymore. Yeah, Uh, I couldn't go to more events with Hector to have people meet him and that kind of stuff. And so I was looking for, how do I continue to advocate, um, with, hopefully you know the same impact or at least maybe create something else or reach continue to reach different circles which is i think what wallace and hector always did is they kind of reached outside of the typical circles um to kind of expose more people to the situation and to the cause if you will and then i saw an american ninja warrior on <laughs> tv and it has absolutely nothing to do with dogs whatsoever but i thought hey it looks kind of cool and uh but I noticed that they would highlight the, the backstories of some of the people, right. That they would feature. And I was like, what, if, what if I got actually chosen to be on the show? What if I did well enough and that they actually featured me and featured the story of Wallace and Hector, even though they're not here. And, you know, we could kind of represent for all the other dogs that are still sitting in shelters all across the country, like right now, you know, so it's, Um, and so I said, what the heck, I threw my hat, you know, my name in the ring and fortunately got chosen and did well. And five years later, I'm still doing it. It's kind of crazy, but, um, uh, you know, there wasn't necessarily another competitor at that time that was really taking that angle as far as the storyline, you know? And so it just, it, it fit well with me, um, on a number of levels and, um, it fit well with the show because it offered a new angle for them. And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, riding the wave right now. And hopefully the, like I said, my body keeps up and hopefully they keep liking me. So they keep calling me back.
0: Yeah. Did you come up with the canine ninja or was that the show?
2: Uh, I did that. So, Yeah. yeah, I was training heading into my first season and one of the other guys was, that I was training with, um, he was on the show previously and he's like, you know, a lot of people have a nickname. What's your nickname going to be? And they, he was like, initially they're like, Oh, Pitbull Ninja, you know, or something like that. And I was like, I, and, and I love, I love Pitbulls, but I also have a lot of other dogs too. And so they're just been rescue dogs. And so I was like, I don't want to like completely narrow myself just to Pitbulls because You know, I want it. I'm a, I'm a dog guy. I just happen to have pit bulls that are really well known, but I got Angus who's a black lab mix. I have Ajax who is, who knows what mix Uh, right now we have Juju who's a little three-legged corgi mix from a reservation, you know, so um, I was like, ah, I like the canine ninja better. It kind of sounds cooler. Um, you know, kind of bronze that out a little bit and, uh, kind of gives me a bigger platform. Yeah. So.
0: That's awesome. And Angus, you guys like met up, you and Clara met like Angus's relative at one of the events or something one year, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, that was crazy. So our first season, I think it was our first season. Um, and, uh, some, yeah. So, uh, this is, I totally forgot about this a little bit. <laughs>
0: I'm really going back into <laughs> so, the vault today.
2: Yeah. Um, so Angus was adopted from a shelter here and he was part of a litter and there was somebody who had actually moved away from Rochester that had watched American Ninja Warrior and saw Angus on the show. And then, so she contacted me and said, Hey, we used to live in Rochester. Um, I think I actually adopted Angus's brother. And, um, this was years at, I think, it was, you know, Angus was old at this point. Um, and sure enough, we, you know, we kind of put the pieces together and it was an a litter. So, um, uh, Oh shoot. I can't remember what his, they renamed him Jake. I'm, I'm trying to, I can't remember what his, but we kept Angus. And so, yeah, and I ended up driving out to New York to actually have a little reunion of the <laughs> Long Luff, uh Black Lab Brothers. And it was, it was great. It was, it was, Black uh, great labs matter. Uh, it was a good time. Had a little road trip with Angus and it was, it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is so awesome. Um, well, as far yeah. as people go in Minnesota, if you and if anybody lives in Minnesota and you run into Rue and Josh and their wives, they're probably the four fittest people in the state. It's very uh, threatening to even see them. <laughs> through Facebook, but, uh, we wish you the best of luck in the season. And, um, you have a book too on Wallace, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, just called Wallace. Um, and you can find that through Wallace, Um, we have autographed versions of it actually through that. Um, otherwise you can find it on Amazon and whatnot as well.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. But, um, what Rue has done with this whole Collaboration is raising money for rescue, basically. I mean, that's what you're trying to do is raise money for these dogs that you're advocating for and everything else. So, um, the link that the first link here, the pledget.org slash ninja for dogs 2020. Um, if you guys even can just donate a small amount, anything helps. And, uh, Rue has been doing this now and you've been helping in a way that probably far greater impact than you ever imagined, really. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought learning how to play Frisbee with a pit bull would lead to all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so well Wallace was, was
0: Wallace was incredible. You were fun to watch too. Everybody thought I was cool doing the splits until you went on the field and jumped twenty feet up in the air and then my <laughs> my novelty wore off quickly.
1: but I was gonna say it's nice that Wallace found an owner that um had the athletic ability where you could both enjoy each other like that. We have one client Uh, that woman that's a big runner. She got that pit bull, really high energy pit bull. And the dog would like not do well in anybody else's home, but she is a big runner. And she took that dog with her all the time. And they're just a great pair. You know, they just work out really well.
0: Yeah. We had the dog in, we had the dog in for training and like we had motorized treadmills and unmotorized treadmills. And you could put that dog on the unmotorized treadmill for like 20 minutes. And she just loved that thing. Like she'd be on there for three hours, you know? So we were like, we saw her early on when the lady first rescued her and we said, she's a lot of dog. She's a lot of dog, but that's true. I'd say five years later. Yeah. They run every day together and they have similar energy levels. So it's important to match that, but no matter the dog you get, you still have to make them a responsible citizen. And you did a very good job of that with Wallace
2: yep yep for sure thank you all right well yeah, you guys coming on. I watch it. um
0: season 12 for sure please check out ru's links again if you can just donate a small amount that would help so much and Rue, thank you so much good luck in season 12 you're a badass scott's thanks, gonna ru. scott's gonna flex next week we'll compare
1: next year i'm gonna be <laughs> <All> trying out
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye guys keep it quirky thanks again ru <laughs>